Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of the Race Nerd Podcast here on CKCC Radio. Thank you for tuning in, hopefully you are enjoying this show along with the plethora of programming that CKCC provides you each and every week. I said CKCC. I hope I did. Anyway, um, CKCC Radio provides a lot of programming uh, from wrestling to nerd culture to motivation, music, um, the paranormal, um, and everything in between. Uh, So, I hope you really check out all of our shows on the network, and and if you really enjoy what you hear, don't mind me, I'm kind of in the mobile studio right now, Um, so I apologize, Um, but it seems like it's the only way I can record today. Anyway, as I was saying, if you enjoy what you hear on CKCC Radio and you have a couple of bucks in your pocket, um, definitely sign up for CKCC's Patreon um, page. Uh, For starting off $5 a month, it unlocks a lot of great extra programming. Have the Club Kayfabe Wrestle Talk in their VIP show, and uh, that is where CKCC uh, founders and co-hosts of the Nerd Table, Chris O'Malley and Dan Peck, uh, talk classic wrestling cards um, from the great cards of uh, New Japan to WrestleManias. ECW events to utter crap like NWO sold out. Um, they 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 go through it all, and then they cleanse the palate with doing watch-alongs of music videos. And that show is absolutely hilarious. It's that alone is worth five bucks a month. Um, there is also bonus ranking tracks with Jeff Trelowitz. Um, Jeff is a noted author and ghost hunter, and among other things, and he likes ranking tracks from worst to best on classic albums, uh, and it's definitely something to give a listen to. Um, definitely, definitely enjoyable. Um, Actually, one of my favorite episodes of his show is on Patreon, and that is the Back to the Future soundtrack. Uh, For those of you who know me pretty good know that I'm a huge Back to the Future fan. Uh, It was one of my favorite movies growing up, and it's really become... um, not just a symbol of my childhood, but a movie that, like, I really, really get psyched for, no matter when it's on. I always have to sit down and watch it. Um, 
all three movies in the series, uh, but the first one in particular. So that was really cool that Jeff um, had done that. Um, then there are bonus episodes of this show. Um, I just got done doing a three-part series on NASCAR of the 90s, uh, which I had a lot of fun with. It was a lot of fun going back and reminiscing um, because this was the time period that I, while watching it in the 80s, I was able to absorb a lot of the, of the 90s and really, you know, while I was a fan in the 80s, I was really able to get into it into the 90s. I think that's when I reached super nerddom when it came to uh, NASCAR and motorsports in general because um, the times were definitely changing, as Bob Dylan would say. Uh, so I, I really enjoyed that. I hope uh, if you're a patron, you check it out and you, you enjoy it. and 
a wrestler himself. So, and, and they have a really, really fun show. But anyway, getting back to um, Chris being my guest, uh, he made ovations on on both of those shows to wanting to get together to um, do a special retrospective on the life and career of the late, great Dale Earnhardt. Um, as we know that this February we are it will be 20 years that the the accident as I call it um, that took the life of the Intimidator um, and it, it certainly was one of those things that you remember about 2001 um, there's a lot I remember about 2001 but the two biggest things that stick out were the obviously the World Trade 9-11 which at the time I was actually living in New Jersey maybe about half hour 45 minutes from Manhattan and and could see um, everything that was going on in a distance and it's one of those memories that sticks with you and the other memory that really sticks with me is where I was when uh, Dale Earnhardt passed away. Um, and, you know, how I felt about it. Um, you know, and to this day, I, you know, there's still, there, there's still emotion. Um, you know, you know, not just as a Earnhardt fan, but as a racing fan in general, because um, I think, at least for myself, racing lost a, a big part of it that day, um, lost a lot of its heart and soul, and when we um, do the show, you'll, you'll see, um, Chris is an Earnhardt fan, was an Earnhardt fan, and, uh, I, you know, we, we talked kind of off air on, you know, how it kind of affected him, um, you know, in terms of watching racing after that. Um, I continued to watch racing, but it just, it just hasn't been the same even, even now, even now that I have, uh, new drivers to root for and cars and teams to pull for, <coughs> it's, it's just not the same, um, and I think that's, that goes for a lot of fans, and the irony is, you know, all that happened in 2001, and 2001 is actually the year that I did meet, uh, Chris, uh, when we worked together at a summer camp in 2001, um, but we'll talk about that on the show, too, um, because I think that's a weird little side note on every, you know, how just 2001 was, you know. Uh, had all that bad stuff, but I had a lot of great memories in that summer. And, you know, Chris 
Marcus and some of the other people who I met uh, working at this summer camp were were those. So, but anyway, well, like I said, keep an eye out in the um, on the fan page, uh, the Race Nerd fan page on Facebook, and um, we'll let you know when we. Um, when that episode is about to drop because I know that one's going to get a lot of people's attention. Um, and speaking of attention, um, I want to uh, really thank everybody who uh, shared that meme that I had posted and liked it and all. Um, as you know, everybody who's doing those Bernie Sanders just kind of sitting there in his chair with his mittens and all. Uh, they were doing those memes, and some of them were clever, some of them were, um, you know, ridiculous. I mean, there was one with Bernie Sanders on the cover of uh, the NWA album, Straight Outta Compton. Um, him superimposed in there. There was one with him sitting on a bridge uh, with the Deadpool character from the movie Deadpool. Uh, there were there were a bunch, but um, this this one I just kind of whipped up, and I was actually going to use it for a cover photo for the group, and I ended up sharing it. Next thing I know, it says that um, there have been four thousand interactions with uh, that photo, and that it has been shared like something like twenty or thirty times. I mean, that doesn't seem like a lot, but when uh, this, you know, just gets word out about this page and word out about this show. So, um, you know, thank you guys and girls who have done that because that is getting word out. And, you know, you get word out about the show. Maybe somebody will tune in and then, you know, they'll like it and they'll, you know, check out some of the other shows on CKCC Radio. It's kind of one of those weird things on how, how you know, just one little thing can cause a whole butterfly effect. Uh, butterfly effect. Uh, I gotta sit and watch Jurassic Park again. Freaking Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum deserves an Oscar for just being Jeff Goldblum at this point. Um, anyway, I digress about Jeff Goldblum. Let, let's get to what we're here to talk about, and that is I got a milkshake and it's. I've been talking to you guys for how long now? Uh, about 15 minutes. So I got it about 25 minutes ago and it's still too damn thick to drink. Um, don't worry, like I said, I am using a hands free device. While I am in the mobile studio, granted, eating fries from Wendy's is not hands-free, but you can be rest assured that I am going to avoid eating anymore while doing this podcast and while driving. Uh, to start off, we've got a lot to talk about. We got the Chili Bowl, we got the Rolex 24. As we gear up towards Speed Weeks, 
uh, next month at Daytona, which will culminate with the Daytona 500. The what are we at? 50, 63rd, 60. Yeah, the 63rd annual Daytona 500. And um, a lot of a lot of questions out there on who will be taking home the Harley J. Earl Trophy, whether it'll be Denny Hamlin going for three in a row, or whether we'll have a new face in the crowd um, to have their name enshrined at the World's Center of Speed. And those of you who don't know, that is the name of the, uh, the unofficial name of Daytona Beach, the unofficial slogan at Daytona Beach, because back in the day, before the Bonneville Salt Flats, uh, Daytona Beach is where they would go to do land speed records. why there's that missile-shaped looking car on the Harley J. Earl trophy, because that is the Bluebird 2. Um, at the time, the fastest car ever made. Uh, so, anyway, before we get to Daytona and the Rolex 24, let's talk about the Chili Bowl real quick. Uh, the Chili Bowl has come and gone. Uh, I didn't talk about it on last week's show. I ran short on time, and chances are I'm going to run short on time on this one, too. But I, I wanted I want to talk about the Chili Bowl. And as every year we have the world's best sprint car drivers all converge in Tulsa, Oklahoma to win the Digger Trophy, the... Um, that symbolizes uh, Tulsa and the um, the oil industry there in the, uh, the Panhandle State. I don't know what Oklahoma is. The Centennial State. Uh, uh, anyway, they would all converge there. And this year had no shortage of stars as you would have some of the best drivers in the country from Sprint Cars, um, the World of Outlaws, NASCAR, I believe there were even some IndyCar guys. Um, I don't know. Anyway, uh, the three-night event culminated with Kyle Larson becoming a multi-time champion and winner of the Chili Bowl. Uh, Larson, who had a tumultuous uh, 2020, um, kicks off 221, or 2021, 221, wow, they were probably racing chariots in 221, um, anyway, Larson would uh, kick off this year with one of the biggest wins in his career. Uh, a win that saw him beat out other dri other drivers such as Christopher Bell, um, the 
driver the 20 car for Joe Gibbs Racing. Uh, would also see him beat out Alex Bowman, his teammate at Hendrick Motorsports in the Cup Series, and all and Rico Abreu, um, the diminutively statured uh, sprint car and um, sprint car series driver, uh, who is who is known for his heart as much as he is for his height and his mullet. Dude's got a sweet mullet. If anybody's going to bring mullets back in style, it's going to be Rico Abreu. Mark my words. Mark my words. Uh, would also feature um, dirt racing legend and world of outlaw legend Jack the Wild Child Hockenshield. Hockenshield? Damn it, I can never get his name right. Anyway, um, would feature them and feature another of Larson's teammates in 2021. The 2020 NASCAR Cup Series champion, Chase Elliott. Uh, certainly one of the most popular drivers um, in NASCAR and, and in American motorsports right now, to be honest. Um, while I'm certainly not on the Chase train, um, it's impressive that he would actually uh, attempt and actually got and do pretty respect respectable in the um, in the chili bowl um, making it through the first two days of, um, of races before being eliminated um, Elliot who uh, is has never really run sprint cars I know he's run late models and whatnot um, had never really competed uh, on the level that he did in this race and did did pretty well for himself I know he raced the snowball derby uh, a couple months back along with his NASCAR commitments uh, I think he's, he's becoming a well-rounded driver and like I said well I'm not on the chase train yet uh, still have a quite a ways to go um, I think that he's actually showing uh, quite a bit of talent, and I'll be honest, I, I believe Chase actually has more talent than his father, Bill, um, the, the former uh, Cup Series champion and um, fastest man in NASCAR. So, I, with that, you know, it was, it was a good turnout. I know um, there were, there were uh, some some little tidbits that came out. I normally don't follow uh, Sprint Car, but I did see this uh, a, a tweet um, on Instagram from Rico Abreu uh, saying that uh, Rico Abreu has been released um, immediately from his driver duties uh, from Rico Abreu Racing. Uh, some people took it as a tongue-in-cheek joke, saying that Rico had fired himself, and, you know, this and that. Um, it actually would set up, uh, after the Chili Bowl, that Jack Hyden Shield, the wild child, uh, would 
be taking over Rico's seat in that car while Rico uh, would run for another uh, would run for another driver team. And if memory serves me correctly, uh, the the team that was thrown out there was the team that Larson just won the Chili Bowl with. Uh, so I think it's a win-win. Um, Hodge Shield certainly is one of those names in dirt racing um, that's up there like a Steve Kinzer or a Sammy Swindell. So I think this is really cool to see. And I know, I know, granted, he is getting up there in years. Um, this certainly is something. And, and I, I was really excited to see that, even though, like I said, I don't follow sprint cars a whole lot. Um, and I don't follow the world of outlaws like I should. Um, but this was certainly one of those really cool things that I saw. Um, so we have all that. And then um, the next big racing event we have in the U.S. is the Rolex 24. The, uh, the IMSA uh, sports car series will roll into the high banks of Daytona and run the road course there. And their, their list of names is pretty impressive, too. Um, most notably, Jimmy Johnson will be running a number 48 uh, Daytona prototype with sponsorship from Ally Financial. Um, as part of a four-car team, uh, that also includes Simon Paginot. Uh, former Indy 500 winner and IndyCar Series champion. Um, I think this is very interesting because you have two different disciplines. We all know that Jimmy is moving to uh, IndyCar in 2021 on a partial season with Chip Ganassi Racing. And Pagano, um is one of the main drivers over at Team Penske Racing on the IndyCar side. So I think that there's that there's going to be a little bit of friendly friendly rivalry between between the two. Um, and them working as teammates I think will well it, it's a big boost for IndyCar. I know there's some other um, NASCAR guys that are entered um, I'm just trying to remember off the top of my head who I'd seen. I believe this is another one Chase Elliott's doing. Jesus, Chase Elliott's racing anything with wheels. Um, you find a little red wagon um, and find two little red wagons. I'm sure he'll, he'll be able to ha find somebody to pull one and he'll race the other one. But um, you have all that. And the Rolex 24 hours is always a good barometer. Um, for what will happen at Daytona. And it's always very exciting. I mean, you have these cup guys who will come in uh, and, and, you know, test the track. And, you know, while the, the track is not the same course that they will be running for the 500 miles, it, it gives them a little bit of fam familiarity um, with uh, just different vantage points and different uh, everything um, going into the Great American Race. And I think that I think that's kind of important 
Um, not as important as it would be if they were to run like the Xfinity or the Cups, uh, the Xfinity or the Truck Series, get that experience on the oval. But I think it does a lot. And some of them just like going down to Florida and being down there for a month and getting paid to race. Personally, if, I, if they said, hey, we're going to send you to Florida, you're going to be down there for a month, you're going to run the Rolex race, and you know, you might as well stay down there because we're heading into speed weeks and culminating with the 500, I'd be like, okay, you know, wake up, go to the track, and you're all good. Um, one, one person who will be going down there and working with uh, Jimmy Johnson is, is somebody Jimmy's very familiar with um, by the name of Chad Knauss. Uh, yep, that's right, Jimmy's old teammate, well, Jimmy's old crew chief at the 48 team, so kind of a teammate, but you get where I'm going. Anyway, uh, Jimmy and Chad will be reunited um, with this uh, 48 D uh, Daytona prototype. They're even they're even bringing in another another member of the gang as Ally Financial, Jimmy's sponsor for the last couple of years, will be sponsoring uh, the car. And I think this is going to be it's going to be a fun little thing because this may be Jimmy's last run at Daytona. Um, you know, who knows? Maybe he'll come back to run another 24 hour or something in the future, but as of right now, it looks like this will be his final race uh, in any form at the at the uh, World Center of Speed. Um, but um, we got some other news that, that affects the racing world, but doesn't affect it like drivers moving or uh, teams closing and this is in terms of TV deals now obviously due to COVID we you know there's tracks that are running with little fan capacity or no fan capacity at all and then having to shift around events and whatnot but one constant has been you can always watch your races on television but as I talked about a couple of weeks ago, there were rumors that uh, NBC's Universal's um, television channel, um, NBC Sports Network, would be folding after the Summer Olympics in 2022. Um, and the reasoning was because um, NBC Universal wasn't seeing the reach that their channel should be getting compared to um, Fox's FS1 and um, Disney's ESPN. And they will be folding the channel, um, a channel that will run uh, quite a bit of NASCAR and would be carrying majority of the IndyCar schedule uh, sans the Indianapolis 500 and maybe one or two other races that will actually be on uh, <coughs> NBC itself. Now, with that shift, with the channel folding, um, NASCAR and 
possibly IndyCar will be moving to the USA channel at a shift. Um, USA, home of fine programming such as Royal Pains, um, Ms. and Mrs., along with um, shows that have, that, have, that have gone on the great success uh, from the USA channel, like Psych and um, Monk and um, Burn Notice. Those are just shows that I can think of off the top of my head that have been wildly successful on that channel. Shows that I enjoy. Um, anyway, they will they will be moving over to there. Uh, the same channel that also carries um, WWE's Raw and NXT. Um, which I think those two programs there are safe, um, especially NXT with them being held on Wednesdays, unless they decide to do midweek races again, um, which could preempt um, wrestling there. Um, but what's very interesting is not only will they be moving to USA and also onto NBC, um, they will also be able to be streamed on the Peacock Network. Sorry. Um, as Peacock, uh, NBC Universal's new streaming service, uh, which is available um, in uh, starting for free. Uh, you can get this and you can watch um, classic programming, classic Law and Orders, The Office, Parks and Rec. Um, and you can watch original content, which which they have just for the Peacock app, like uh, Lost Speedways, the Dale Earnhardt Jr. show where you know they visit um, abandoned and closed down tracks and go through the history of the track, um, all sorts of stuff. Um, they, they released season one back in November uh, with, the, um, with the launch of um, Peacock, and, and it was great. It really was. Um, I know they're working on season two right now. If you hadn't checked out season one, check it out. Uh, they do Hinchcliffe Speedway. Um, back in my uh, my old uh, old home state, New Jersey, um, just a a stone's throw of, from where I grew up, and actually the town my mother worked in for many years, uh, Patterson, New Jersey. Um, they take a look at Hinchcliffe Stadium. They take a look at old Metrolina Speedway, the dirt track where uh, Dale Earnhardt Sr. and his father Ralph Earnhardt cut their teeth racing. Um, and even talk about the lone time Ralph and Dale ever took the track racing together. Uh, that's certainly interesting. Um, and they even, they even on the last episode give us a little treat and talk about the dirt track that was uh, built on Dale Jr.'s property and some of the crazy stories about that. And that is, that's definitely a fun one. I, I, I enjoyed that one quite a bit. Um, so, you have all that. 
And what's very interesting is if you have Peacock and you're a wrestling fan, not that I'm being a shell for the Peacock Network, I'm just giving you a heads up on why this is going to be awesome. Um, if they do do all these things like they like they said they are going to, and especially if they uphold their contracts um, with NASCAR and IndyCar, uh, you will not be you will not only be able to watch uh, NASCAR races and IndyCar races without having to sit behind a paywall like they have with um, uh, NBC Sports Plus Gold, whatever, um, where you pay for X amount, you know, just just to have the pass to watch the IMSA racing, the um, IndyCar racing, and qualifying for NASCAR. But all those will be available on Peacock. Like I said, it's free. Then you can get unlock content for all the content for five bucks a month, which is the same price you can pay for Patreon or Club Club Fader Community. Just saying. Um, but that five bucks, you get it with ads, which is fine. Or ten bucks, you know, no ads. You don't have to worry about all that, and you can watch everything. But also. <coughs> if they move it off that paywall and move everything onto Peacock and you pay that 5 or $10, whatever the nominal fee is a month, um, there is the fact that if you're a wrestling fan and you're already watching Raw and NXT on USA, you will not only be able to watch it on there, but you'll be able to have access to the entire WWE Network as the WWE Network is folding into Peacock. Um, and they are set to make it. They had just made an announcement on it. And I don't know the timetable. But that's going to be good. You could go from... Um, come next year, you could be getting ready to watch the Daytona 500. And after that, you can click it and knows maybe watch an old wrestling pay-per-view or watch the office or um or, or, or one of the psych movies which are really good by the way i thought they were i thought they were extremely hilarious um it's a really good show if you hadn't seen it but anyway you'll be able to do that watch old cheers episodes um, so, it, it, there's definitely something for everyone on there. It's like CKCC Radio. Something for everyone. And I, I think this is the way that um, television contracts are now going to be done. You know, it seems like everybody's got an app. Um, ABC, with their sports stuff, has the ESPN app. Uh, CBS has CBS Sports. And let's not forget that they have a uh, CBS Sports channel. Um, that a lot of people forget about, myself included. Um, but they have some really good um, racing programs on there. And starting this year, they're going to have the SRX series, which I'm hoping doesn't get relegated to um, their sports network and we can actually get to see some of these races on actual CBS because I think that would be pretty damn cool. Um, I just love the idea of racing back on CBS in some capacity because CBS is what I grew up with watching racing. Um, channel 
back home, I remember having to turn it on every every mid-February on the weekends, you know, watch watch the bush clash or watch the um, on the Saturday after the Bush Series race, being able to watch the twin 125s on on tape delay, you know. To me, that's that's what I grew up watching. And I, other than that, I normally didn't watch CBS, um, but now it's just kind of as you get older, you know. Uh, so we got all that. We got. Um, But all that news, we talked about Rico Abreu, talked about the Chili Bowl, had our big announcement. I didn't do a pop quiz nose. And uh, next week I will get back to doing a pop quiz nose. I think the, um, the announcement and what uh, I was talking about this week kind of took precedence over that. Uh, we're going to have that. Uh, like I said, if you haven't already checked out Patreon, uh, check it out. I really enjoyed doing that um, NASCAR uh, look back in the 90s. I think that was a really tremendously fun episode. Um, series of episodes, not just one, but I enjoyed all three of them. You know, and they were, they were a labor of love. Which is what this show is. The show is a labor of love for me. Um, I, I enjoy doing them for the people who tune in and listen. And I sure hope you enjoy hearing my annoying voice every week. Uh, which turns out isn't as annoying as some of the other uh, podcasting people. Not the ones on CKCC Radio. They're all great to listen to. But you listen to some of the other crap that's out there um, on Podbean or whatever. There is some crap. Anyway, um, until next time, I'm Matt Hardman. Keep checking the Facebook page. Check out CKCC Radio. Um, their page, and they will have updates on programming coming out. Um all sorts, and they're, they're due for some new shows on there, and there, um, there's also talks of new shows coming to their Patreon page, uh, which may be very interesting, and when those happen, I can bring those to you, maybe get more eyes on the product. If not, I'll have to start making more friggin' Bernie Sanders memes. Anyway, I'm Matt Hardman, this is the Race Nerd Podcast. I'm on the road, and I will see you at the track. Bye.